7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Thank you, Greg, and good evening, and thank you for staying with us on SAFM and for joining us on SAFM Sport On on this Boxing Wednesday, where we like to talk all things boxing. There has been a story doing the rounds uh, over the past few days with promoters Tim Dida and Rumble Africa Promotions said to be fighting over the right to promote the SA Junior featherweight title fight between the champion Innocent Mantengu and JJ Sonjica. BSA, Boxing SA, that is, has had to step in here and ask the promoters to sort this out or they will put the fight to 10 which they did uh, much to the surprise of many but today Rumble Africa Promotions has confirmed that they've agreed talks with Team Dida and that they are the ones that will be staging the fight in East London next month so we'll speak to both parties then to find out if that's really the case and if so what caused the standoff and why did BSA uh, intervene and were they within their rights to step in here. We'll also speak to ring official Sylvia Mukaila who will have the honor of being the tournament supervisor this weekend for Rodney Berman's Golden Gloves, a razor sharp international tournament at Emperor's Palace on a Friday night. Mukaila, who hails from the Northwest, has been in boxing for 21 years. You might remember that we've previously spoken to her on the show. She will not be the only woman in the spotlight. Pumeza Zinagile will be the referee in two IBO title fights on the card. And Pumeza is from um, Tanzania and she's been in boxing for over 13 years and was voted Boxing SA 2017 Female Ring Official of the Year. So this fits in with our celebrations of Women's Month here on uh, SAFM Sport On. And this Rodney Berman tournament will be headlined by an IBO Africa Super Middleweight title fight between the defending champion Rowan Campbell and uh, Congolese Patrick Mugala. Uh, but before all of that, we have an update regarding the PSL blackout on SABC. Uh, the minister, Natim Teto, released a statement uh, this morning, and we're going to hear from the minister's spokesperson, Asanda Makaka, just to get uh, the latest. She did say that she'll come back to us if there's anything to report on, and there is something to report back here. So we'll speak to Asanda shortly. And if you want to weigh in on our conversations throughout the show, the lines are always open on 0891-104-207. We take SMSs on 41391 and WhatsApp voice notes on 061. 4104107 and we are using the hashtag SAFM spot on for those on social media. Hashtag SAFM spot on. So then, still no PSL games on SABC, but it looks like the nightmare could be over very soon after the Department of Sport, Arts and Culture released a statement saying that they've met with all the relevant stakeholders in order to try and find a solution to this standoff between the SABC, PSL and multi-choice. And Asanda Makaka joins us on the line. Asanda, good evening and thanks again for coming back to report back to us. A very good evening to you, Honourable Member, and to the listeners of Sport Thank you. It seems like there's been progress since the last time we spoke. The minister has now met with both Multi-Choice and PSL. How did those talks go? Um, definitely progressive. Um, I think we finally reached um, a breakthrough, and that is indeed the view of the Minister of Sports, Natim um, Tetra, that um, we have finally reached a point where we can come out and confidently declare that the end is in sight, a breakthrough is imminent. And um, you've already alluded to the meeting that took place late yesterday, which was with uh, the chairman of the PSL, uh, Dr. Irvin Kolzer, as well as the chairperson and the CEO of Multi-Choice, uh, Mr. Imtiaz Patel and uh, Kabo Mawela, respectively. Now, um, you did already mention that this is part of an ongoing consultation. We did meet 
with uh, the chairperson and uh, the leadership of the SAPC uh, two weeks ago when both ministers, um, Natim Tedwa and Stelanda Mini Abrahams, made that intervention at that point when it became apparent that um, the impasse was there, there will be no gains broadcast at a crucial time, which is, um, you know, the start of the season. So South Africans have really been weathering the storm and uh, Minister Tedwa wants to just thank them for their patience and understanding that it is something that faces South Africans as a whole and a football-loving nation. It really wasn't fair that they had to come to this point, but it was important that we come to this point so that whatever solution emanates from this point is one that is sustainable and long-term. And that is exactly the solution that we anticipate come Thursday, Jackson. Mm. So talk to us then about uh, Thursday. Is is there another meeting that is set for Thursday now? Will this be the final meeting, you think? Yes. This will indeed um, be, if not the final meeting, but certainly one of the last series of meetings um, that will come out with a solution that will be fleshed out. So the idea behind Thursday is that we started with consultations with the, 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 the broadcaster, the public broadcaster, who are the platform that South Africans have been crying to and saying, we expect to watch our games, we expect to hear our games on radio. So people have been really focusing on uh, the televising of games, but what they've really not been considering is that radio yeah. is also part and parcel of this. So, yes, they're not playing on TV now, but also equally, tracks which you know, they have not been playing on radio as well, public um service, um, you know, stations. And this is something that is greatly concerned South Africans. So when Minister Mtetra and his counterpart approached this was that they are the public representatives with a public mandate. They are dealing with a broadcaster that also carries a public mandate because South Africans are expectant that they want these games, whether it's by way of television or radio. So we started there with the public broadcaster in those negotiations. But I already told you then that it wasn't just by design that it was only the SAPC that came around the table that day, but you know, consultations were already ongoing at that point. And I also told you that um, later on in that day, he met with the chairperson of the PSL. Now it's two weeks later. Mm. We are now looking at the very real prospect that the games are going to be back on TV, on radio, because Minister Mtetra is quite confident that having had consultations with PSL, multi-choice, who represent um, very particular interests, tracksuit, which are valid, valid interests on individual accounts. But however, is it fair that the consumer, the person who watches, the person who listens and expects these games, is it fair that they are saddled with this challenge of not getting something? And they've been told, by the way, that, um, you know, they... Government should intervene on their part, but that intervention cannot be monetary. We already know that we're dealing with a government that is um, quite stressed in, 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 you know, delivering already key services. So if we say that government intervene, make available money to help us out of this. So at the expense of what service delivery. So really, it's very commendable that the ministers have gone out of their way to meet each stakeholder, to understand where they're coming from, but to also stress upon them that at the end of the day, it cannot be the person who is a member of the public, South African, who must now sit with the stress of, I cannot watch these games because they also cannot afford these games, but a solution has to be found. And that is the solution that we're mulling now and the solution that we're looking forward to on Thursday. So if I understand you correctly, are you saying the minister is not going to throw money at the problem? (laughs) Tracksuit, as I said to you, um, Honorable Member, if we... 
start adopting this knee-jerk approach of saying, throw money at the problem, the question that arises, at what expense? Mm. If you're saying that the sports department must find money to make a game available, we already know that those matches at the current deal that is on the table are going to cost 1.86 million. So if you're saying government must throw money at this, what then? At what expense? What then must not be provided for, which is a service delivery item? What must be compromised on? So it was very important to say, SABC, we understand your predicament. We understand, you know, that you just recently received a bailout. PSL, we understand that you need to get value for money for your gains. PS, um, multi-choice, we also understand that you've already paid for these broadcasting rights. Now you're trying to recoup your investment. Everyone has a very valid interest in this matter. But what cannot be a sustainable solution is to ask for government to pop out money. Mm. And the ministers were very clear from the onset on that and saying that all the other parties that are gathered around this table, this thing has always been managed in past years, obviously not um, in a sustainable way. Otherwise, we'd not be sitting with this problem. But really tracksuit with the economy that we're sitting with now, which is battling to grow, is it realistic to place the expectation on government to pay for this? But we have other parties that can most definitely find one another. And that was what has been, um, you know, under discussion for the past two weeks. Let us all keep in mind that at the end of the day, these games, in order for them to be, um, you know, something um, of some value, they have to be given to the consumers, the people who make the game what it is, the viewers, the people who support the teams. And that is where we are right now, TechSuit. We are sitting with individual participants around the negotiation table that finally realize that at the end of the day, we're sitting with members of the public that absolutely cannot be stressed any more than they are already stressed. Therefore, what can we do to meet each other halfway and deliver what needs to be delivered for all of us? And then so do both parties then, Multichoice and PSL, understand this and uh, uh, are, they, are they in agreement? Uh, or should I say, how was the mood of the meeting? The mood of the meeting is one that was characterized by um, commonality in purpose. So remember, we're talking about Ebola now. Ebola, what value is it if you as PSL are paying, you know, matches on a regular basis, but no one gets to see those matches? Multi-choice, you're sitting with broadcasting rights that you've successfully procured, but these rights are not translating into any audiences. So everyone understands that, you know, that anytime you're going into a negotiation, honorable member, um, when we reach a point like this, where there is clearly an impasse, concessions have to be made. So when I say that this commonality in purpose, I'm confirming what you are asking and saying, yes, all parties understand that concessions most likely have to be made because at the end of the day, what we all prize in these negotiations comes to no value if there are no people who get to appreciate which is Ebola that needs to be enjoyed by audiences and supporters. Mm. So, so what I'm trying to find out is that are all parties then willing to reconsider their financial positions here in order for the games to be on the public broadcaster? Minister Nakin together with his counterpart, Minister Ndabeni Abrahams, are both confident that we've reached a stage where all parties have reached an understanding mm-hmm. that come Thursday, we cannot sit with a situation which we've experienced in the past two weeks. It's time now. All of us have to find each other because the impasse has to be, we have to graduate beyond it and 
what I'm essentially saying to you, Honorable Member, is that there seems to be a clear understanding from all the participating parties and we finally reached the stage which we expect to confirm come the end of Thursday and certainly no later than the weekend that the games are going to be back. Uh, that is very encouraging news, Asanda. Thank you very much uh, for speaking to us. And also, I, I like the fact that you emphasize radio because we've got a tweet here from John Lishul. Everybody's talking about TV, but John says, I hope they reach common ground. This total blackout for me is affecting me as a blind person because I depend on SABC exactly. radio to hear exactly. PSL games. Exactly, Jackson. And what we'll do, Honorable Member, is we will continue to endeavor to keep, um, you know, our stakeholders, the most important stakeholders being uh, the people of South Africa and reporting back to them as frequently and often as possible because they need, we need to keep them as well in confidence and say to them, we are working on this issue. That's what we started with when we initiated this conversation with you two weeks ago. And also now we are happy and confident to come back to you and say, we have made significant progress and we expect this impasse to be solved. And both ministers are very confident, Minister Nachim Tetra in particular, because he has known Uguti, he's representing interests which are private interests, whether we're talking about the holders of the broadcast rights or the people that are expected now to broadcast the rights, whether on television or radio, but the people of South Africa, they need to get the best deal out of this. Great stuff. Asana, thank you very much for always having the time to speak to us and report back to the listeners. My absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's the spokesperson of the minister, uh, Minister Natim Teto, Minister of Sport, Arts, Culture and Recreation. Well, we also have a voice note from Nazim. Oh, Nazim, I hope you didn't have a question for Asana, but let's play the voice note before we talk boxing after the break. Good evening, Taviso. I'm very happy that the minister is interfering in this matter. Now we are looking forward to hearing the matches on radio and seeing on SAPC one. I'm happy. I'm very happy. Nazim Frutpom. At Tabiso Musia, weekdays at 7 p.m. Let's turn our attention to boxing now and try to get a better understanding of this matter that involves Rumble Africa Promotions and Dida Team Dida Promotions who are said to be at loggerheads over the rights to stage the South African Junior Featherweight title fight between the champion Innocent Mandengu and uh, Ayabonga JJ Sonjika who is the mandatory challenger and the CEO at Rumble Africa Promotions Nomfesane Nyatela joins us on the line. CEO, good evening from us on SAFM and thanks again for speaking to us. Good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to the listeners. Well, I mentioned that you had loggerheads with Team Dida, but what is the current situation now regarding where the fight uh, will be staged? <laughs> oh, okay, thanks, Tabiso. Um, yesterday, we reached an agreement with uh, Dida Promotions, and the fight now will be held in East London on the 29th of September. Uh, uh, we no longer have issues. Of course, we had to convince each other. Uh, it was not easy. And we had to make some undertakings, of course. And I think what we then, both of us, realized was that it's very important to build a healthy relationship among us as promoters. So I can say that we have resolved the issue and we are very happy and we're looking forward to what be done in the future. So why was there standoff in the first place? And and how were you able to find each other then? Um, you know, 
We wanted to stage the tournament in East London, and also Dida is having a tournament um, in Joburg on October. So it, 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 it was around that. They wanted a tournament, they wanted to stage it in, in Joburg, and we wanted to stage it in East London. So it was, uh, it was around that. And they were saying that the champions, they, they must decide. And then we're also saying, but we also lost the challenge and we also have a right because it was decided by BSA that whoever wins will then defend um, JJ, will then defend on JJ. So it was about that. But but then yesterday we, we had to sit down and uh, it was not that difficult. Mm. And and with Dida having the champion here in Mandengu, why did you want to host the fight? Is it not their prerogative to, to decide where the champion fights? Um, not really, you know. Uh, there isn't anything that is saying that if if one is a champ, then they can decide where to stage a tournament. But then I guess if 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 the champ belongs to that promotion, of course that promotion will get a first hand. But then also remember, uh, if one wants to challenge, they can also lodge a challenge. You know, so so that's what we did, and 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 on top of that, we promised JJ. Remember, JJ last fought in April, you know, and and then he didn't fight in July, and then we said no. We just wish we win the elimination, and then you will fight in September. So for us, it was also about not letting our boxer down. So it was about that. And I see BSA had to intervene here. They even released a statement saying that uh, they're inviting Pets Beats for the staging of uh, uh, this uh, fight. And uh, they said that you guys must sort it out. If not, they will put it out to tender, which they did. What did you make of the intervention of BSA? Um, yeah, it was well. It was well and good. Because BSA, from the very onset, they were part of negotiations. And they always wanted us to resolve this thing amicable amongst ourselves. And and I guess uh, we, we welcomed, in fact, we welcomed their intervention. But then we then, I then emailed them this morning to say uh, we have since agreed and now there won't be any need for the test beat. Mm. And what was the deal breaker then between you and Data Promotions? You said you had to make some undertakings. I think I worked my charm. Oh, was it that easy? <laughs> I, I think I worked my charm because he negotiated with me and he kept on saying, hey, you woman, you are a politician. And then I kept on saying, no, man, uh, just, just just, trust me. Whatever that we agree upon, um, just just so you know, it's going to happen, All that, all, whatever undertaking we took. I'm not going to mention it on air, but I had to make some undertaking, and I am saying it on air, if you are listening, as Rams Africa will make sure that we meet the end of the deal. Mm. So I think it's, it's good to negotiate with a female. Uh, I saw it working yesterday. Okay. And, and, and JJ, <laughs> yeah. how is he feeling about this? Is he excited to be challenging at, at home, I guess? No, JJ is excited. You know, you, you know what, Tabi, so it's always good to, 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 to fight in front of your people. And you know there's no better place like Orient. You, you, you know the singing, 
the the wall like full to capacity. You know, we always anyway make sure that um, our boxers feel comfortable and so on. So he's excited. He's excited. He's over the moon. He's excited. September 29, you said, what else can uh, the boxing family expect? Yeah, um, September 29, um, Donambi is fighting uh, against Mlonyeni for the vacant WPO Africa title. Pila Bonjane is fighting against Kanyele Pulana for the IPF Africa Junior Lightweight title. Uh, who else is fighting? Um, Malindi is defending his FA title. Malindi, we just signed him against Michael Darius, who's a mandatory, but who's also our boxer. Vula is fighting against uh, Michael Mukwena uh, for IPF Lightweight Africa. And also, after the sterling performance that Lamini uh, displayed in, in, in Saudi Arabia, Lamini will also be fighting. Uh, but we are still finalizing uh, the mini bout. Okay, Nomfesa Nenyatela, that is the CEO of Rumble Africa Promotion, speaking to us here about uh, this, uh, well, what seems to have been a standoff then between them and Dida Promotions. It seems like it is sorted out. Let's hear from Dida Promotions and uh, Dida Dipeko joins us on the line, former boxer, of course, uh, Mr. Dipeko. Good evening and thank you very much for joining us here on SAFM. Good evening, sir, and uh, good evening to the listeners. So, uh, yeah, you've you've been okay. listening. Yeah. Is it correct to say that then that you've agreed that this fight will be staged in East London, as Rumble Africa has just told us? We have not concluded yet. Um, yeah, but uh, what I what I wanna uh, I wanna say, um, I, I was I was somehow we were somehow forced into the this this situation. Uh, that's Tim Dida. Mm. We signed the champion, who is Innocent Mandeni. Yes. Who won the title in June. Yes. Right. Uh, BSA, and, okay, what happened is uh, we we called to propose a fight. Uh, we called my, the manager of of, um, uh, of Somjita, who is Sean Smith. Yes. We called him, we proposed... Uh, a fight, and he, you know, he, he, he made us wait for two weeks, right? He said he was going to speak to, uh, he, he was going to speak to them, the promoters, right? Yes, yes, I'm listening to you. Yes. So, me, uh, sorry. So, he, he came back and he said uh, they don't take the fight after <laughs> after two weeks. Mm. And what what happened is uh, they they ran to BSA and they made uh, a challenge that they be they, they, they challenging our boxer, the champion, right? Mm. And it happened on the twenty eighth, mm. meaning it happened ten days after we we have uh, made a proposal to them. So so we've right. just spoken so, to Rumble Africa. I just want to be clear here. We've just spoken to Rumble Africa Promotions, and they're saying that you have agreed that they can stage the fight. We, we did not conclude anything. 
I told them I was going to go and speak to, to my boxer. And we we spoke. And what BSA said is they had an agreement with my boxer before the the, the fight. Remember, Mandengu was not managed by us uh, before he became a champion, yes, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, he was not managed by us. So BSA tells us that there was an agreement. There was an agreement with with his previous promoter. I'm asking um, Mandengu after that, that uh, did you have uh, some 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 terms after a fight or, 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 or before you became a champion, actually? And he said there were, there were no terms. I don't know anything about that, and I didn't have a promoter. That's why I came to you to sign me. So, so they, I think I feel BSA manipulated the, the, the situation. They, they, they manipulated everything. They, they, they somehow forced us to, 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 to say, you know what? Let's rather talk to, to Rumble Africa. And we spoke to Rumble Africa. We asked them to stage the fight, but they, they couldn't agree. You know, mm. they. And and we had to to go and say and and and, and say now you know what we cannot just take this. I'm still going to to, to talk to the champion and hear what he's saying. And uh, unfortunately, the champion doesn't want that, and he has all the rights according to the constitution. So uh, what what? Yes, yes, Catherine. No, sorry, you were saying that you'd ask Rumble Africa to stage the fight. Is this in East London? Yes. No, no, no. In in Cajiso, oh, in Cajiso. Yes, and uh, they refused. They said that can happen, can't happen. Yes, um, and uh, now, now I'm, I'm, you know, I wanna, I wanna go back to 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 what you asked, uh, Rumble Africa, about the the first beat. Yes, the 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 procedure was not correct. BSA didn't uh, follow a correct pro- procedure going to. They said the champion must defend the, the, the title within 90 days, right? Sure. Because it's mandatory. Now, the constitution say that, but it says after there is a challenge, and BSA has approved that challenge. Not or not 90 days from the day of winning the title? No. What? You know, the, 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 the challenge must come within 30 days after winning the, the, the title. And then we, we still have 90 days to stage a fight. But BSA just went straight to, 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 to first beat before that, uh, we could reach the 90 days. Hmm. The and first beat should have happened after, uh, after we've reached the 90 days, after the, the champion didn't defend the, the title. You know, in in that 90 days. Yes. And as I asked Rumble Africa, uh, since you have the champion, was it not your duty to stage the fight or decide where the champion Thank fights? You, we, we were of that opinion as well. We were of that op- opinion. Apparently, the, the champion at the moment doesn't have any rights. So we, we feel we have been disrespected, but we couldn't do anything. My my job was to protect the the, the champion, and whatever the, the champion says goes. I advised the, the the champion, and and you know still he 
He said, you know, I have a promoter and I would love to fight under my promoter, not anybody's pro- promoter. So unfortunately, um, there's no agreement. There's no conclusion. So then BSA had to intervene and uh, they even released uh, that statement there. And by the way, for those who are not familiar with the statement, I've got it here. It says that BSA's licensed promoters are hereby invited to submit their pest bids for the staging of the above mentioned fight. And then they give the pest bids period open from the 19th to the 26th of uh, August. All pest bids must be made using the BSA articles of agreement between the box and promoter and so forth and so forth. How do you feel then with BSA's intervention? intervention and do you think this was the right way to go about things do they do they even have the right to go in and put out and, and put this out there it was a surprise they took us to a, a surprise you know and uh before it happened uh there, there's a, a another media company who called us and you know i i actually complained to that media company and their reporter is actually on the sanctioning committee of BSA, of that media uh, uh, company. Uh, you know, I, I I complained. I said, I said, help me. I need you to intervene. BSA is not following. Uh, it, it, it's violating its own law. And you know, he intervened. And <laughs> this guy tells me, you know, BSA is doing is doing wrong. And he tells me what the the the, the procedure is or or how things should go. And and the next thing I see an article on the on the new newspaper that Mandem is about to lose his title uh, because their promoters are fighting. You know, I'm, I I I don't know what's happening, man. Um, and I feel I I, I feel we are being undermined as a promotion, as a, a boxing promotion. I feel we wanna do good for the communities, for the young ones. We wanna develop, but we 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 are somehow um, suppressed. To, to, to do that, you know. Mm. Did there other talks between you and Rumble Africa at the moment? Yes, there, there were talks. And uh, are they still ongoing? The last time I spoke to them, mm-hmm. I said I, I said uh, I was gonna I was gonna talk to the champion, and I'll come back to them. And the champion doesn't want to go defend in Island. No, unfortunately, he he, mm. he says he, he'll, he'll only defend if I stay the fight. Okay, we've got Nomfesane back on, on the line here. Nomfesane, um, I'm very confused now. Uh, you said that there was an agreement with Dida Promotions. Dida say nothing has been concluded. Why then would you say that if nothing has been concluded? <laughs> you know what? I had to call back because I don't want to be misquoted. Uh, last time I was uh, in conversation with Dida, it was this morning. And where I am seated... We we had an agreement. It's a pity that I have stopped drinking a long time ago. Um, we we had an agreement, and in fact, he he was going to meet a champion and tell the champion of our agreement. And I even said, okay, that's fine. We'll send you a contract. So now I'm like, no ways. It was as if I'm listening to someone else on radio. I had to call back. I had to call back. He knows we no, have an no, agreement. Yes, yes. I, I said I was going to talk to to the champion, but unfortunately, but then in principle we agreed, and then and then I think it, it, it would have been better for you to 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 call me back 
after your meeting with the champion and and tell me that you know what no yeah, after we I, met I, the I, champion then whatever yes. that we agreed we are no longer agreeing so that you don't tell donkey. me that on air donkey 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 i i i you know what i'm i'm from the gym at the moment i just saw the the champion 30 minutes ago and i or but then the champion going to meet at two yes but but i i i, I was at gym i met him at gym so I, I just left gym now, not long ago. Unfortunately, I, I couldn't call you in time. And and uh, <laughs> this... Okay. Yes, you can talk. I guess then what they... Yes, I, so I, Nufasana, I then now, where does, it leave, where does it leave Rumble Africa promotions now with uh, Mr. Dida saying that the champion doesn't want to go fight in East London? And it's a big well, no. Well, that's fine. Then it's for BSA to decide. And then BSA has already called for PESBIG, and that's where we're going as Rumble Africa promotion. Okay, let's take a quick break. We're going to get BSA on the line then. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Okay, we do have the Boxing South Africa CEO, Mr. Tsulu Lijaka, on the line. Mr. Lijaka, good evening. Thanks for joining us. Hey, good evening. Tabiso, uh, good evening to the listeners uh, as well. I think you had a little bit of the conversation there uh, between the two promoters and as BSA you did open the bidding from the 19th to the 26th. What is the latest now? Where is this matter? Well, the latest on this matter is that we received a request for a bilateral with uh, DIDA team, Team DIDA yesterday. We went into that meeting uh, with Team DIDA and just to get to the summary, mm. um, at the end of that meeting, there was an acknowledgement from Team Dida that they have not been engaging Rumble Africa about the details of hosting the tournament. And by engaging Rumble Africa, what I mean is that the two promoters, not the trainers, not the matchmakers, the two promoters had not spoken about the deal-making part of making a, a tournament happen. Team Dida apologized for that. They promised in the meeting to go and apologize to Rumble Africa. Secondly, to go negotiate with Rumble Africa so that if they find each other, they will then revert to us with a joint submission accompanied with a request that Boxing South Africa should call off the press beat because both parties are able to resolve the matter and they don't need this to be escalated to the press pitch. So we gave them until tomorrow, Thursday end of business, to revert to us. Today we received an email from Rumble Africa where Team Dida was copied that a resolution has been found. We noted that, uh, but obviously with that, Whoever then that the agreement points to, that he'll be the host, would have then needed to proceed to lodge the application. From BSA side, we have not yet officially responded to them uh, on that email from Rumble Africa. I have listened to what has been said on SAFM. Uh, I'm surprised and disappointed in what Dida is saying. Uh, but as a licensee of Boxing South Africa, we owe it to him to respect his privacy, to keep private what is in his closet. But I want to say this, and it's not a warning or it's not a threat, but it is a caution to Dida that you do not handle business like that.
You do not embarrass your own like you've been doing on media, castigating character of others. We will not join you in that. We will respect and keep private what transpired in yesterday's meeting, the concessions that you made, and the inaccuracies that we all observed and you acknowledged. But this is not how you do business. And I can understand Nomfesana's point when she says that she had to call back. Mm. Secondly, we have correspondence that can prove that on the 29th of June, the champion was written to, congratulated for the victory, but informed that he's now on mandatory and there is 90 days within which he must defend. I've noted what has been said, distortions, inaccurate coding of the regulations, but I'm not surprised why that would happen. Either is being naughty on air, and I am on record saying that. I will not go beyond that, but I'm just disappointed that he would do that, particularly after the type of a meeting that we have had and accusing boxing South Africa of manipulating things to his detriment. This is not the spirit that characterized yesterday's meetings. This is not the words that came out of his, meet- his mouth yesterday. Now, can you clarify for us, CEO, then, um, should the champion and the promoter not have the right to defend where they want to? Remember, there's already an ongoing process. The window which was requested by Team Dida could have interrupted the ongoing process. If that submission came and said that, please call off the beat because we are ourselves and Dida, uh, ourselves and Rumble Africa, capable of resolving this, we would have agreed to then call off the bid process, provided that we don't get to next week Monday, which is the closing date. So if this if uh, this is the state of affairs, from Boxing South Africa's point of view, we are very clear. There's a process that is ongoing, which will take the authority away from both promoters and put it firmly in the hands of Boxing South Africa, because the regulations empower us to do that. And the Act? Is this, is this in the Act? It is not in the Act, it is in the regulation. Remember that the Act gives a broad framework, and what it then says is that the minister will then develop what is called a boxing policy, which is what the regulations are. That is why the Act was done in 2001, and then three years later the regulations then came in as a policy. So when you go to Section 17.3 of the regulations, it explains what DSA's intervention can be when a mandatory title situation fails to manifest. When you go to 1712, it then introduces this notion of pest beats, and it clearly accommodates and locates Boxing South Africa's power in that. So from a point of whether or not Boxing South Africa is properly legislated and mandated to act as it has, I think that is no longer an issue for dispute. Those that did not understand have been calling, we clarified them. Mm. Secondly... Yeah, just for clarity uh, then, if it's not in the Act, does the Act not supersede the regulations? Let, no, let, me, let me give you an example. The Act is above the regulations. The Act will not... T- for Let me give you uh, uh, just another example. The, the Act will not tell you the size of the ring. The Act will not tell you 
the different categories and what you must submit. For example, when a boxer applies for license, the regulation says that you must bring the certain medical records and all that. Those are not in the act. They are in the regulations. The only time the, regula- the regulations become wrong is if they contradict the act. But the act gives a broad framework and then the regulations deal with the specifics. So the act tells you the what and the regulations tells you the how. It is, it is, it is that way across the board, not only in the boxing sector. Whenever there's an act and the regulations, the act must be read in conjunction with the regulation. For example, in finance situation, the Public Finance Management Act will tell you the broad framework, but on an ongoing basis, there are treasury regulations which gives you the specifics. And and has something like this happened before then where you have uh, uh, put out the PES bid or are you setting a precedent here? We are setting a precedent. We are setting a precedent, but this is biasedly to protect the interest of the boxers because sometimes you have promoters failing to act in a situation that they could have acted because there are certain interests, particularly maybe sometimes commercial, which they would put first. So the, if you were just to act on the base of 17-3, you would have ended up with a situation where the champion has to defend in a gymnasium and without payment. Mm. So but if, if, you if you're setting it, a precedent, are you, do you not have fear then of being taken to the court of law? No, 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 no. We are ready to go to court with anybody on this one, Tabiso. Uh, because firstly, we are super confident that this is, is, is appropriate. But secondly, we are super confident that the administrative details in the file of those that are projecting certain version in the media, if you were go to, to go to the files itself, it is even the worst embarrassment than what is currently being said about others in the media. So I'm not, this is the one thing that I've got to, I sleep very peacefully on. Uh, I've, I've studied the file myself. I've conversed opinions from many other renowned, experienced practitioners. Uh, and, uh, and there's consensus that, no, no, if this is the case, that is the correct thing. The only thing which we are guilty of as books in South Africa is to be overprotective about the administrative back and forth that has been happening on this matter since July. Okay. Because that is the type of details which, if we share as a regulator, we would be creating a precedent that we would not want to be proud of, of parading the dirty linen of our licenses in the media okay, or in so the public. Oh, I'm going to ask us to leave it there just for the sake of time. Yeah, uh, this uh, story has clearly taken another 10 years. As you've heard here, the CEO says that they're setting a precedent, but it is in the interest of the boxers here. So there's still a lot that's going to come out here over the next few days, and we're going to stay on top of this story. But for the sake of time, we have to move on because there's another important um, occasion that we want to highlight that is happening this uh, weekend. And we are now joined on the line by a ring official Sylvia Mukaila. Uh, we've been celebrating Women's Month this month and uh, another milestone, as I said, is happening. She'll be a tournament supervisor at Empress Palace on Friday. Uh, so Sylvia, good evening. Thanks again for speaking to us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso and SAFM listeners.
We've been celebrating Women's Month throughout August through sport. Just what does the month of August mean to you? Uh, the August month means a woman who is really have dedication, passion, and who is having the love as a woman. And who is always, and a woman is somebody who is always is bright and who is always is like a flower. Mm. And that flower will be the tournament supervisor at Empress Palace this Friday. How big a moment is this for you and for female boxing? a huge moment for me and I'm very happy very very happy because I, I didn't know that uh, one day I'll become a supervisor and for me also it's a huge moment for me uh, because the only thing is to deliver a great tournament or a good tournament on Friday with my team Yes. And for those not familiar, Sylvia, what will your role as a tournament supervisor entail? What does it What does it mean? What will you be doing? A uh, uh, supervisor is somebody who's like, I'm, I'll be the supervisor for IBO. Yes. So it's for the first time to become a supervisor. But the work for the supervisor, I'll be the one who will be handling the way in for the IBO fighters tomorrow, uh, tomorrow at Empire's Palace. And again, I'll be supervising uh, the, the, the event where there will be the fighters between Rowan Campbell mm. and Patrick Mukala, who will be fighting on Friday under IBO. So also I'm responsible for the ring officials, which means the referee and the three judges who, who will be uh, participating in that event. And I'm also responsible to write the report after the, the tournament and also I'm responsible to, um, I'm the one who will be scoring after the judges giving the, after the scorecard, I'll be the one who's responsible to add there and immediately uh, I'll be the one also after everything is done, I have to, to, to give a report back to IBO, to work in South Africa as mm. the federation in, in our country and also I'm responsible to see that the boxers are in a good con condition and the boxers really the doctor check them with all the, the needs that they're supposed to do so that when they fight on Friday they are ready for the fight wow. we've also got the promoter Mr. Rodney Berman on the line Rodney good evening from us uh, and uh, congratulations you've taken a bold step here and uh, I know you're doing your bit for Women's Month but Sylvia definitely deserves it I've loved Sylvia for a long time and she's very well deserving we obviously pushed for her appointment but apart from it being Ladies Month Sylvia is highly competent and she'll actually be an outstanding supervisor. I don't know if she mentioned, I've come in at the tail end, yes. but uh, she's creating history. Mm. This is the first time in our boxing that a lady is being appointed supervisor of an international event. Yes. And in addition to Sylvia, one of the judges at ringside for the main event, the international event, will be a lady, and that's Kamesa Zimakali. Mm. And, of course, we have our resident uh, 
uh, announcer, who's our first lady of boxing, and that's the renowned Carol Shabalala, she'll be calling the fights. So, um, and another, it's, a, it's really a tribute to this tournament because it's all youngsters on the ball that we've sold out Empress Palace for Friday night. Wow. So that augurs very well for the future of South African boxing. Did it have to take a lot of convincing to the IBO? Uh, no, they're very far-thinking. And, you know, once we'd given Sylvia CV, uh, it was relatively easy. Sylvia, I think she's a very modest lady, but she's attended a lot of the WBC conventions at her own expense, where she's learned the industry. And when I say the own expense, it really is a very costly uh, exercise to go to Mexico or to America to attend one of these conventions at your own cost. Yeah. And looking at the tournament as a whole, Razor Sharp, what else can we expect? What do you have lined up for us, Rodney Berman, this Friday? Well, the main event, obviously, is um, Rowan Campbell. Uh, He's defending his IBO All-Africa title, and he comes up against Patrick uh, McCalla, McCauley from uh, the DRC. Uh, these are two outstanding young fighters, and it is going to be a war. McCalla has been in the ring before. He has one loss, and that is to Rainer Liebenberg. And Campbell is unbeaten. But it is that kind of fight where they two young outstanding prospects where although it's one somebody's hand is going to be lifted in victory. Mm. There will be no uh, losers. They'll both go on to bigger things. Wow. Also on display, we have a young a young junior bantamweight. His name is Ricardo Malajica. He's one of the most decorated amateur fighters ever in South African boxing. And I think, well, I don't even think, I'm convinced, he's going to be a superstar uh, for those fortunate to be at ringside to be able to see it on TV, they are going to see a very special talent. And the same goes for young Lord Matt. He's also, like Malajuka, only 20 years of age. He comes up against his first international bout. But again, another young South African who is going to go very, very far. In the ring. That is great. That sounds like a great build. We'll be there on Friday night, Rodney. Well done for this groundbreaking move. So, Sylvia, we wish you all the best. We're going to be there ringside to support you. Uh, we know that you're going to do us proud. I mean, you've been involved with boxing for over 20 years. We've celebrated your career here, and we just wanted to wish you all the best and highlight what's happening. Oh, they both gone on the line. Well, that's it then. Uh, our time is really up. What a fiery show that we've had here. Sorry we couldn't get through to the voice notes, but we're back again tomorrow between 7 and 8.